Hello, I'm Pastor Eric Tritton from Gloria Day Lutheran Church in Hudson, Ohio, and this is A Weekly Word. And I'm glad you're with me today because we're going to talk about things you didn't learn in Sunday school about Paul, except that actually might not be the right name for this episode because uh, I don't know about you, but when I was in Sunday school, there, there were a lot of stories that I learned about Paul. Um, he had an incredible life. He is incredibly important for the, the founding of, of the church and the spread of the gospel. And, uh, and so maybe this is just a refresher for you. But maybe in the going through the stories, you'll remember something that you had forgotten, or maybe you will actually have learned something that you didn't know before. So before Paul was Paul, he, he was Saul, uh, Saul of Tarsus. Um, he was born and grew up in that southeast corner of what we would call modern-day Turkey. Um, he was a Roman citizen, which had a lot of advantages to it, but he was also Jewish. Uh, and in fact, the way that he practiced Judaism was through the, uh, uh, the disciplines of the Pharisees. And that name may sound familiar to you because the Pharisees were the ones who were often in conflict with Jesus. They were very strict. They were back to the Bible. Um, he was very well educated. Uh, his teacher is actually mentioned as a man named Gamaliel. And Gamaliel served on that high court uh, that convicted Jesus. And he was a, uh, he was a very great scholar. And, and Paul was up and coming as a student of his, and he, he was very well known for his devotion to God's Word, his faithfulness to the Scriptures, his knowledge, and, and his zealousness for living this life of faith. And out of that zeal for, for supporting and, and defending the Jewish faith, Saul became a persecutor of the church. Uh, he was there when St. Stephen was stoned to death. They, they threw stones at him until he was dead. Uh, and it says that he protected the clothes of the people who were stoning Stephen. Um, and he actually actively begins persecuting the church, seeking to arrest Christians and even to have them killed for their, their faith. And that's something that, that haunts him for the rest of his life. Uh, after his conversion, he considers himself to be the least of the apostles, and it's because he persecuted the church. And speaking of that conversion, his conversion story is amazing. Uh, it's recorded three times in the book of Acts, uh, in Acts 9, 22, and 26. Um, he's actually heading out to persecute Christians. He's on his way to Damascus. And on the way, uh, there's a bright light. He's knocked to the ground. And uh, a voice speaks to him that says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And Saul replies, who are you? And, and the voice replies, I'm Jesus, whom you are persecuting. And this completely changes Saul. Uh, he's blinded in the experience, and he is told to go uh, into Damascus and in Damascus, there was, a, uh, there was a Christian leader by the name of Ananias, and uh, God sent him in order to 
heal Saul. And after Saul is healed, he, he completely comes to faith in Jesus. He's baptized and immediately he starts proclaiming Christ. He goes to the synagogues. He, he's reasoning with other Jewish leaders and proving from the scriptures that Jesus was the promised Messiah. And, uh, and so this guy who persecuted the church, he becomes an evangelist. He becomes a missionary going around and proving to people that, that Jesus is the one that God promised from, from the very beginning, from the fall into sin. And because of his zeal for the gospel and his going about and spreading this good news, he becomes one who is persecuted. Now, it's kind of interesting. Uh, he, he kind of finds himself in an in-between place for a while. You know, the Christians whom he once persecuted, they don't quite trust him. Um, and then there's also the Jewish people who feel like he turned their back on him. And, and so he kind of has to um, work through some of this. But a, a, a Christian leader brings him back to be a missionary. And as he is going out and proclaiming the gospel, the one who persecuted the church then faces uh, persecution. Uh, he faced assassination attempts. Uh, when he was in Damascus, when he first became a Christian, uh, they had to lower him over the wall in a basket so that he could escape from there because people wanted to kill him. Um, there's another time in Jerusalem, a group of people took a vow to kill him and uh, Roman soldiers had to whisk him away uh, and hide him from them. Uh, he was later uh, uh, another time arrested. Uh, that happened in Philippi and in Jerusalem. He was beaten with rods in, uh, in Philippi, and he was jailed and manacled. Um, he, he was stoned. People threw stones at him to kill him uh, at Lystra. In fact, uh, he was left for dead. And the, the other Christians came out, and, and he got up. Uh, some people think that he actually died, and God raised him. Um, he escaped from a riot in Ephesus. Uh, it, it, there's a lot of what you might call adventure in, in this life. He traveled extensively. Uh, he spread the gospel in what we would call Turkey and Greece and Italy. He, he may have even made it all the way over to, to Spain. And in those travels, um, he, he got caught in storms. He was shipwrecked on Malta. So you can see why these are stories that we would tell over and over again to our Sunday school kids because they're exciting and they're fun. Uh, but he served a very important role. Um, when you think about Paul, probably one of the first things that we think of are the letters that he wrote to the church. We, we know of 13 of them. Uh, we, we might count 14 that we have in the Bible. It depends on what you want to do with the book of Hebrews. Some people believe that Paul wrote it. Uh, I'm skeptical, but I'm open to being wrong about that. There's no, no solid evidence that I could point to to say yes or no. Um, and in the midst of those letters, we find Paul to be the apostle to the Gentiles. And this is perhaps one of the most important things about Paul for us. Because, uh, you know, I don't know about you, but, but my, my family background is primarily Northern European and uh, very much Gentiles. You know, he is the one who went and proclaimed the gospel to, to people like me so that we could know that Jesus died for sinners like us. 
and not just for the Jewish people. Um, he has a lot to say in those letters as he's talking about bringing salvation to the Gentiles, uh, about how Christians from different ethnic backgrounds uh, live together and how we live in love and peace and in unity. Um, this, is a, this is an important topic for us even today when we're experiencing a, a resurgence in, in racism or maybe it's a, maybe it's a greater awareness of racism uh, even within the church, but really very heavily in our culture. Um, and one of the things that I, I think, anyhow, that, that Paul brings to light for us is that racism is something that's very normal for sinful people, but it's unacceptable in the kingdom. Because when Jesus has died for us and he's atoned for our sins, we become part of the body of Christ and that means that, yes, we're reconciled to God, but we also have reconciliation with one another. We belong together because we belong in Jesus. And so there's really, there's really no room for racism within Christianity. I know that there are Christians who practice racism. I know that there are Christians from the past and probably even the present who um, try to defend racism from Scripture and from a biblical standpoint. But the reality is that God created uh, one human race. And whatever your ethnic background is, we're, we're all human and we all share the same malady, this sin that separates us from one another. And for all of us, uh, Jesus died in order that we could be reconciled and we could live in his love and, and, and rejoice in the, the variety that God has created uh, in our, our different uh, ethnic backgrounds. So he, he serves a very important role for us there. Um, he's unique in the sense that he was, he was the only apostle to not see Jesus during Jesus' earthly ministry. And this led others to view Paul as the least of the apostles. You know, uh, he doesn't count because he wasn't there. Um, and some still do this. There are a lot of people who speak against Paul, uh, speak against his letters. Uh, they did then, they continue to do it now. And, uh, and, and some of it is that uh, the teachings uh, that he brings forward in our, our modern culture, uh, a lot of people find them to be unacceptable. We, we think that we are above these things. So um, just two that tend to be a, a thorn for, uh, for the church today, uh, women's ordination, human sexuality. Um, people will look at what Paul wrote about those things and say, well, that, that was his idea. Um, no, he's speaking as an apostle. He's writing uh, with God's authority on those topics. And, uh, and we are to place ourselves under uh, God's word. Um, and we can look at his letters and say, well, these are similar to sermons, but that's not the way they were received. And that's not even the way that the other apostles received Paul and received his writings. Uh, in fact, St. Peter comments in his second letter um, that he regards Paul's letters as scripture. Here's what he wrote. 
He says, regard the patience of our Lord as salvation, just as our dear brother Paul has written to you according to the wisdom given to him. He speaks about these things in all his letters. There are some things hard to understand in them. The untaught and unstable will twist them to their own destruction as they do with the rest of the scriptures. He, he places Paul's letters right there with the rest of the Bible. So we submit ourselves to the Word of God as it's been delivered to us through Moses, through the prophets, through the apostles, in, including, including the Apostle Paul. Now, when I think about Paul, uh, probably the great takeaway for his life, um, for his story, is... We should never underestimate God's power to transform a person and use them for the sake of the gospel. I think sometimes we write people off. Sometimes we write people off because of their, their ethnic background. Sometimes we write them off uh, because of sins that they have committed uh, or attitudes that they hold. Um, God changes hearts. The gospel changes people. Uh, and that's true of you and me. God changes us. And he works in us to transform us, to be more and more like Jesus. And so when we look at who can God use, he can, he can transform the life of anyone. In fact, hopefully, if the Holy Spirit's at work in you through the word and the sacraments, he's transforming you. And maybe you can see that, maybe you can't. But he can use your life to bring the love of Jesus to somebody else. Kind of the way that he did with, with Paul, too. I, I knew this one was going to get a little bit long. Sorry about that. But God's blessings on your week. If this was helpful to you, please like it, share it, help other people to find it. Um, and uh, uh, come back next week when we, uh, we'll talk about a, a couple, um, Priscilla and Aquila. God's blessings.